Hey, I'm Madison. And I'm tired of that fucking song. <laughs> and this is the Family Size Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Happy holidays to everybody. Once again, we are in our second week of our December to... Remember. Which is a terrible name for it. <laughs> so, anyway. You ready to get into this episode? Yes, I am. All right, let's get into it. So I may have sounded unenthused at the beginning, but what was really going on was the intro that you heard when Madison was playing that song of hers. It's this wind-up statuette, um, and that was probably... The 19th time she played it. it okay, first and of all... And she kept playing it through the whole entire, like, three and a half fucking minutes of the same melody. And, like, rewinding it and playing it again. So, that's why I sounded that I way. learned that song at three years old when I was at Holy Family. And I did it. I This is, one of like, one of my first memories. I did it on stage. We had to learn a whole dance and everything. And my papa and grandma were there. Oh, guess what, Madison? And there's pictures of it. I learned Staying I, Alive by the Bee Gees when I was fucking eight. And we fucking danced around to it in fucking fake afros and 70s clothes at the fucking school PTA talent show thing. You know what I don't do? Did grandma and papa come? I don't fucking know. Probably not. Grandma came one day to, like, bring your grandparents to school day. Oh, man, yeah. I think her and mom were both there. Because I was, like, I was, I was... I wasn't a smart ass. It was just like, you. Oh, I was, but in this moment, my teacher was like, I think it was first grade, and she's like, "What is this? Plus this, or this times this, right?" Like I raised my hand and said it, and she was like, "Okay, how'd you get that?" And I was like, "I just knew." And that was never the right answer throughout school. You weren't allowed to just like. Oh, I figured it out. Well, you can't just know. You have to, like, have some sort of mathematical reasoning. You do, but sometimes it's just, like, real quick math in your head. That's why you say the math, even if it's quick. And it's like, what what else do you want me to say? Because you said, like, what is five times three or whatever, whatever it was, right? And I said, 15, how do you, how'd you get that? Because you said five times three and I did five times three. How else can I fucking, do you want me to, well, it's five and then 10 and then 15. Like... I'm not cheating. Like, what am I doing? Like, even grandma was, like, kind of, like, thought it was funny. Because she's like, oh, what else was he supposed to say, really? Grandma's a smartass. Grandma was a smartass. She ass. was a smartass. And that's what's so funny is that, you know, like, people that are a lot of, like, mm-hmm. they don't get along. Oh, is that what me and her didn't get along? No, there's a lot more reasons than that. <laughs> but she was, like, she was a smartass. And she would advocate for smartassery if it was... Yeah. If it was rightly so, like... That, for instance, like, what the fuck else was he supposed to say to you? You already said how he got it. Five times three. And it got like that, like, throughout school, especially in fucking math class. It's just like, just let me do my fucking thing. Until they started doing sine and cosine and tangent. That shit doesn't even mean anything. What the fuck does that mean? What am I supposed to use that for? And that's the thing. And the other thing for me was, like, it got to a point, especially once we got into high school... Where we were not learning how to do math. No, they were, we were learning, learning how, how to, to do functions. We were learning Memorize how to operate a calculator. Yeah. It wasn't like, what's the reasoning behind this function? Or, 
Like how? Like what is the actual? Bu- like what would I use this in a real world situation? That, Why would I well, use this? Well, what is the actual substance of this equation? What is it? What does it mean? How do you actually do it on paper? No, or it's more like just that? like memorize what this weird symbol means mm-hmm. and type it into even your though, calculator even though there's no reasoning behind why it is yeah yeah and it and that's when i got shit like, at math because there was nothing yeah. i was like what the fuck and you all and i that was like trigonometry is, and shit yeah. and and i want to just vouch for the good math teacher out there mm-hmm. if there's a good math teacher out there that actually made it worthwhile once you got into high school, late middle school and high school, mm-hmm. and made it to where you could understand and there were roots set in why this is the way that it is, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But most of my teachers, after Algebra A and B, or 1 and 2 or whatever, yeah, after that, it was just like... It was just bullshit. This, Al- this, it, actually... it just seemed so boring. Yeah. And it seemed like they didn't give a shit about being a math teacher... Yeah, good math teachers don't teach trigonometry, which is confusing to say because that's like the one of the more advanced you get, like especially in high school, right? You know, algebra, algebra two, and then I think you get into trig and stuff like that, right? right? Um, it it it's useless. Like algebra is actually useful. Like you can translate that into the real world. Usually, I know no one's gonna walk up to you and be like, "Yo, a plus twelve equals b times two or whatever," but you can like. It it helped put that in your head to figure things out and fill in blanks later in life, way more than trigonometry. Cause, and even just math class in general. Sometimes when even, it was like the yeah. what is X, mm-hmm. and then they showed you this shit where it was like Y times C, blah, blah, and I'm like, what the fuck oh, you're talking about like, is X? Yeah. You've never, ever, ever made this possible for me to figure out. So I, but like, I was way better at algebra, but the other thing was like, even just... I always did things either different or I did them too fast. Because, like, even on the test sometimes, even in high school, they wanted you to show your work. And it's like, it all just happened real fast in my head. And also, it, the work that I would do that I would show them you would Ill- not... illegible or No, it wouldn't be the exact formula they taught, but it would still get the right answer. Right. But if I didn't put the correct formula down, right. but I had the right you answer... They would mark it off, and I'm like, "Fuck wow, you!" This did, is I capitalism. Find, I find out percentages this way. I know y'all like to multiply by point, whatever. For some reason, my brain has to go through this divided by this, and then 100 divided by that number. I don't fucking know, but I got the right answer. Fucking deal with it. Or it was just so fast in my head that I just wrote the answer. It's like, what was your work? I don't fucking know. I just knew when I looked at those numbers, it's this. You know when I felt <laughs> superior to everyone else. Is when we were learning how to multiply by nine. Oh, nine is lit. Where everybody else was teaching their kids how to do this thing where you put your hands up and then you go like one, two, three, four. Oh, I four. hope it's what I got. I hope it's how I did it. But Miss, my teacher in the third grade taught me. Miss mm, Nunny, Nunny Boy. Yeah. My fave, man. But she taught us that nine times whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the number is, say it's six, mm-hmm. you're going to go one number down from that and then add whatever it takes to get to nine, right? So nine times six is 54 because five is right below six. Mm-hmm. And then you need four more to get to nine. So nine okay. times seven is 63 because six is one less than seven 
and three more than that is nine. Oh, that's even more complicated than what I got. No, that's not complicated at all to me. Not re- well for me. There's always these math equations that I just remember, like they're nifty to me. Like I always remember nine times seven is sixty-three, just because the aesthetic of nine times seven is sixty-three. Like I don't know. Like I see nine times seven, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's obviously sixty-three. Like that's just one of like like the hits of math for some reason. <laughs> or that's one twelve of the times bo- twelve. Yeah, is one forty four. One forty four, boy. But here, here's what I learned about nines. At least until you get into the hundreds, or at least until you get to ninety nine, because after that, it gets funky, fresh. Up to ninety, every multiple of nine, the numbers in it add up to nine. It's like that's eighteen what I was saying. is one plus eight. Twenty seven is two plus seven. But that's what I was seven. saying. What yeah. all she said was, you do the number right under it. Mm. So it's the same thing. Okay. But nine nine times two, mm. you can't just say, like, oh, the multiples add up to nine. Because then you'd be like, nine times two, 63. Six and three add up to nine. Yeah. It would be, so you go down one number, mm-hmm. and then whatever adds up to nine. So nine times two is 18, because one is one less than two, and eight more makes nine. Yeah. I think that... Um... We started a Christmas episode and then got off on a tangent about math, which is funny. But one more thing on it is, like, I think the kids should be, if anything, they should get rewarded extra for coming up with a fucking new original equation in their fucking head. If they get the right answer every time, if it's not just a fluke, if the formula works, why mark them off? They're or, getting the right fucking, like, like they, reward them, them. Be like, oh, you're really fucking smart If you mark them off all the way, but, like, if you mark them off halfway, that's one other thing. It's like, well, part of this test was that I needed you to show me with the functions I showed you throughout the week. Because then I, I, I don't think you that you didn't listen. That you, you could use it, and you learned this. Mm-hmm. Like, I taught it. Yeah. The other half was to fucking do the math and figure it out. You figured it out, but mm-hmm. you didn't use the function I taught you. Therefore, you get half a point off. Who the fuck wants to be a math teacher? Mathematicians. I guess. Like, I know that sounds like rude as hell, but it's like, usually when you hear about teachers that are like, I'm so passionate about being a fucking teacher. It's, it's not like, usually it's like math. English. It's English and history. Because, you yeah. know, like literature, like, you know, coming up with a reading list. Like, well, oh, I love these the books. I want to share them. Until, like, but, yeah, but also, like, in high school, most of the history teachers were coaches. That, too. But, like, a, finding a good history teacher was dope. And there was one coach that was a history teacher, but that was really fucking good at his job. He was, like, a baseball coach. And all the underage girls wanted him. Like, it was inappropriate. He didn't reciprocate at all. He was married, had kids, super appropriate person. But he was, like, a pretty attractive teacher middle age and he could teach anything he'll teach history class and then i had a shit-ass psychology teacher in my uh elective psychology who couldn't even fucking spell he would come in there flip a chair around backwards sit down and like really get into psychology and philosophy with us and we would actually feel like we learned and had a fucking good time dude was a fucking baller but anyway christmas am i right am i right fellas are you you ever uh What's with Christmas these days? <laughs> no, I don't. Don't what 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 is it with airplane Christmas? <laughs> Did, were you in that group chat with me and mom and no, dad? Probably not. Y'all fucking the one where they were sending me. the goofy photos. 
of oh I, yeah I saw that I was like why are y'all and being then I said did you see the video I sent no here y'all can listen to hold on was it ridiculous like it was stupid and I was waiting I was on like, you to respond because it was mostly for you oh I, was, I don't know what I was doing I was I, I was playing Skyrim or like doing something and then I checked my phone I got like twenty seven unread messages and it's y'all doing shit like here you this. Go. This is Madison with a bald filter and a big fat nose filter. And mouth. And yeah, mouth All of filter. it's just extreme. Yeah. What is up with peanuts on an airplane? It looks like Jerry Seinfeld to me. No, it doesn't. It's like bald Jerry Seinfeld caricature? Jerry Seinfeld. But that's what it looks like to me. I don't me. think. He lo- it looks like... What that looks like to me is, is somebody... Godfrey? No. Somebody that we know plus maybe like... Is Herman Munster the bald one? <laughs> it kind of looks like a really awful version of Obama as well. Or like, it looks like a caricature of someone that you know, significant other, without hair. I gotta think about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm trying to sign to Madison to get her to figure it out. Give me the first letter. Say it out loud. No, because what if they listen? Like, oh, they're talking about me. I look like fucking Herman Monster. Like, no. We're just doing inside jokes on the show. That one. It's someone you know, significant other. The significant other is? Yes. <laughs> look at the face and think, like, look at that face and put. I uh, know these a, people. A hair, hair on it. And the hair is. <laughs> He's pointing to colors. Yes. Doesn't that look like. That person? I don't know who you're talking about. I'll have about. to tell you after the show or when we take a break. Cause Here, just type it in right there. The audience but is don't like, send what the it. Fuck? <laughs> you're so fucking mean. <laughs> I oh said caricature. God. It does, though. Kind of. It looks like it. So, anyway. Yeah, I see it. Anyway. Peanuts on a fucking Christmas airplane. Let's Peanuts get- Christmas. Six degrees of separation, my boy. Holy shit, Kevin Bake. Back Kevin Bake. Kevin Bacon. Oh, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so and speaking of getting into things, which, you know, fourteen minutes ago I said let's get into the show. Now I'm segueing. Speaking of getting into things, the way that we are getting into the spirit here is um my wife and I already kind of started decorating the house especially because we're taking a trip later in december so we're not going to be there the whole time um i was listening to christmas music on the way here and we'll talk about some christmas music in a minute the way madison got into the christmas spirit well let me talk about it because i ain't got shit else to talk about oh well i was just gonna talk about how fucking salty and upset i am but go ahead oh go ahead is half of her decorations are fucking Hand me down. Oh, air. go look above the toilet. Go look above the toilet. <sighs> I'll look inside the toilet. Fucking <laughs> air heirlooms from mom and dad that they yeah. didn't even offer me. 
they were doing a yard sale before they moved into their new place, and they... No, I'm not upset about the above the toilet, because that you painted that. I'm no, upset. no, above the toilet. Oh, above that. Yeah, no, I moved them. Uh, above, my bad. Above the towel I had rack. I had them the other way yesterday. What's next? You're going to get the fucking mystery Santa flag that they had? The, oh, it's Mystic Santa. He's on a mission. <laughs> Do you remember that shit? He looked so serious. He was yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Like side eye, like snow going by. Well, they did that for fall too. They had like the leaves and shit. We had some cool seasonal. Oh, flags. we always had good seasonal flags. But anyway, yeah, most of the shit here is like shit that mom and dad had when we lived at our old house. That is very much connected to our childhood Christmases. Most of it's like the you know little figurines and stuff. Thing yeah. you know like um, they gave me like a. The Nutcrackers and um, a couple other things, like this figurine that that sings the song and that Santa. Did you see that Santa? Yeah, I hate it. I love. <laughs> I like it. I'm just like mad though. What's funny is they gave me all that, and I still spent a hundred and fifty dollars yesterday. Ridiculous. Um. So let's talk about that. About how much money we spent. About how much money I spent. Okay, I, I ended up spending money that I didn't expect to spend yesterday, too. So, yesterday, I got off work early, and I went to Michael's, which is right up the road from my place. Not my house. No, my, Michael's home. Craft Store. Yes. And I was planning on just buying paint supplies. Well, surprise, surprise, I didn't buy any paint supplies. Supply, supplies. <laughs> I only bought Christmas stuff. So... That was like $111. Everything was like 40% off. Okay. So it's a keep in mind, it's a dollar less than how much it costs to get stretched at the dentist office. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought... Um, Mary Stretch Mess. I bought, you know, just some extra things. There's like pom-pom strings that are very like old school <clears throat> that mm-hmm. I put on my, um, on my curtains. Uh... I'll put all this in the Instagram post. Okay. Um, and then a couple little wreaths. I already had that wreath up there. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, it's cozy, I guess. These lights over here on my little lamp in the corner are fucking haunted. They keep, like, some of them keep going off and they'll come back on. Mm, good. Um, I've got a fucking haunted Santa head on a stick. It's really like, not that creepy. They have a lot of them, but like, if you go up to it, it looks like they took a baby doll head and then put a beard on it. Yeah, it looks like Haley Joel Osment is what you're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, an old Haley Joel Osment. That little baby head. Yeah. So, I was never even... Uh, let me paint a picture for you guys, okay? Well, well, me... well are you going to talk about where we went? Oh, we went to Target. Yeah, so later that day, yeah. Madison wanted some other, like, things to furnish her couch and stuff with. And I didn't expect... I was just there to be, like, a guardian angel. Oh, we've already talked about this. You're my partner in crime. Yes. Her, her, uh... Her P.I. I almost said (laughs) P.O.C. Her (laughs) P.I.C. Uh, beige is a color. Thank you very much. PCOS. <laughs> wow. Not the PCOS joke, bro. So, yeah, I ended up buying, like, I ended up spending, like, 30-something bucks there. 
uh, because I saw a pillow and a snow globe that I thought my wife uh, would really like. And, but here's what I don't really like. And here's, here's where the, the picture painting gets. So, you know, we talk a lot about what went down at the old house. And the funny thing is, like, when we say old house, we mean, like, the first house we fucking lived in. Which is funny, because at this point, we've each lived in other places. So someone might think, oh, they just said old house. That might be, like, the last house we lived in with mom and dad. That house doesn't even fucking count. It's no, not the real. old house is the house that I was in for 18 years, like my first 18 years of life. And I was in it for my first 14 years of life. And then we were ripped out of it and our lives were torn asunder. Anyway. Well. Well, you went on adventures after that. I was yeah. just upset for several years. Yeah. So, anyway, we had this room, which we called it the dining room, but we didn't really eat in there. Unless no, we had company. When we were a lot younger, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was like table and chairs. And no, I'm, stuff. yeah, I'm about to get into oh, the okay. table and chairs, because at some point it became the treadmill and computer room. Yeah. Um. And then the art room at some point as well. Yeah, but it was the dining room for a while, but we would still eat in the breakfast nook most of the time, unless we had company over for Thanksgiving or something like that. Which we didn't do for a long time. Yeah, we would just set up. We would set up that table up, but what was usually on that table. Was, to my memory, dozens of nutcrackers. And they were also set up throughout the fucking room. And that's what's going on in Madison's room right now. Or her house right now. Her living room. Because. I have at least six. There's one in the They gave her these things. Yeah, but you have to understand. Let me let me just You have to fucking no, understand. No, let me just show you something. I have an entire house. I don't have a single fucking nutcracker. This motherfucker doesn't have a foot and his head comes off. I don't give a shit. Right. He's there. This guy up here his nose in between his feet. Deserved. I mean, and then At least uh, they gave you the like, shitty ones. Our uncle Jay, <laughs> our uncle Jay is in the bathroom. Nutcracker Uncle Jay, go look at that. His arm falls off. You got one with a fucking upside down gun in his hand. This guy's like hat is messed up. Yeah. Yeah, his gun's upside down, but they're all right. Their arms kind of fall off every now and then. But like, here's the thing. I got offered certain Halloween decorations, but I got offered fucking sloppy seconds Halloween decorations. No, you came over second. Had you shown up first, and I didn't even take all I could have taken. You took the head... Of a fucking witch. And when I got there, the body was still there. And dad was trying to get me to take it. And I was what like... What are you talking about? Isn't there a head that goes on this thing that y'all would y'all put the head on? And then he's like, oh yeah, I don't know what that is. And you had apparently taken it. I thought it was always just the thing. The head. The thing that was sitting here that whole time? The skull with the straw hair? Yeah, she was sitting here They all... put that on top of that fucking like paperboard silhouette thing. Oh, I didn't know that. So it was just the body sitting up, in the garage. It doesn't even light up. The eyes are cracked in, and there's no way to plug it in anymore. She's trying to, like, oh, if it makes you feel better, they're all fucking the shitty is what she's saying. It's set right here next to where we record yeah. in between us that whole time, and you had nothing to say at that point. I had, I don't know. But, yeah, and the other thing, I'm still kind of salty about that shit right there. I don't know how you could be, because that is my papa's. It was in my bedroom. And it I'm the Mardi Gras boy. Papas. Are you a Mardi Gras boy? I feel like we're both also, very not Mardi Gras. I'm Mardi Gras. No, I don't go to Mardi Okay. As we've covered before, we live in Mobile. Okay? Mobile. Home, home of the original Mardi Gras. Right. Right? I don't really... 
I don't I, I, I'm not going to go downtown because here's no. the thing. We have a day downtown and a night downtown. Two very different things. Over the month of February, it's a whole different It's all thing. night downtown. And the night downtown is like super night downtown basically. You can't get down there. And That's why houses down there cost so much because it's so much easier. like some of those houses they can mm-hmm. just walk out on their balcony. And then the hotel prices go skyrocket, mm. especially if it's on the parade route. Because there's no way to fucking get down there unless you walk a thousand miles. Yeah, like fucking Vanessa Carlton. It's But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I like like the the idea of Mardi Gras. It's cool to have been born and grow up in a city that, that has something. has its own holiday. Yeah. That origin a holiday originated here. Like, yeah, as they do it big in New Orleans and even like an ocean springs well, we and stuff, little place in Mississippi. First. Yes, but this is the home of Mardi Gras. Of Mardi Gras, that's really cool to me. I like right. that. I like the color scheme, the purples and the greens. I like the gestures and all that, like the theater mask, all that sort of imagery. I don't like the fact that our entire uh, business district smells like piss for a month straight. It does, and that's I all I do think not about, enjoy is the piss that. and the throw-up smell. That is the thing. So, like, celebrating Mardi Gras, no. The aesthetic of Mardi Gras and, like, the origins of Mardi Gras, pretty fucking pretty cool. cool. Um, I forgot that was Papa's, I guess. I remembered it being up in our in our first house, but I guess maybe it was in that hallway of Papa's with his creepy-ass rodeo clown painting that I always had I to run Papa's. by. If it wasn't Papa's, Mama believes it's Papa's, too. Then why would... Why would why would he have a mobile poster though? Isn't that weird? Not to me. Um, maybe she got it for him, or I don't fucking know. I don't know. I maybe it was Mama's. I don't know, but but it's she like asked a, me if I wanted it, and she called it Papa's. So okay. Well, she never asked me that. I'm not. Maybe she thought I didn't like it, but it was up in my bedroom for all like the entire time that we lived at the not as old well, house. Well, this is what it was. You moved out with Alex. And yes. mom made that room into a guest-ish room. Mm-hmm. And she put those pieces up. Because before you had the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band up and stuff like that. Wait, when, when Are you talking about last year when I moved no, out? No, I'm talking about When I was 19. Ago. Yeah. Okay. And that's when she put up this. I think maybe that one was up too. The the French yeah. art that I have right over here. And that, But anyway... I've always liked that. I like gestures and stuff. So, like, that was a really cool thing. And I was thinking in my head, that when I leave, like, you know, when I get married and I move out, I think I want to bring that, but I'm scared to ask mom. I've always kind of, we grew up scared to ask mom and dad for fucking gum at the goddamn grocery store. So, I was scared to ask for that because I was like, she's going to give me a piece of art that's on the wall that has been around for a long time. I don't think so, but I really like it. And then one day I come over to Madison's house after she had like just got done like putting up her original decorations and stuff and it's on the fucking wall and I'm just flabbergasted. The thing is that that I didn't ask either. Yeah. Mom said, "Do you want this?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yes, I would love to have that." The only thing I I asked for mm-hmm. was the secretary because it was grand's. And I didn't know how dad felt about that. Yeah. But it was in my room. And I was like, it would be cool to have that in my study. Can And he was like, yes. But that was the one thing where he's like, I have conditions. Don't fucking do anything to it. Yeah. Like, okay, I won't. Um, but I, 
I was gifted all these things because here's the other thing. Mom and dad are love you with, more. Well, no, with you, there is a second party who is your wife, and I'm not trying to play gender roles or anything, but your wife has a much different um, aesthetic than I do. Than I do. Yeah, even. than you do even. We've had to find ways to mix it together. Right. So I, I can see that where it's like... So they lo- yeah. they're like, oh, this is old school, and Madison loved this as a little girl, and I know that because she lives alone and there's nobody else's rules involved or aesthetics involved, Madison, do you want this? It's free. It'll help you spend less money. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Now and that's why I get those things. That's true. That's a good point of view. Now, let, I don't want to take any... I don't, I'm not saying you're doing this. I don't want to take any credit away from my wife because we do come together with our own style sometimes. Yeah. And that's really cool to have the synthesis, right? Right. Or to find something that we both like or a good middle ground. And it's not like she's like bashing the hammer down, making the final decision. Right. Like, I don't want that in my house. It can't be here. Um, but at the same time, there are things that I see that I might like, but something that makes me not like it is the fact that I know she wouldn't like to look at it and it's like it's our house so i can't force her to deal with let's say if i like the yellow gold let's force her to like look at that all the time or these colors that clash or something like that because i'm like the tackiest one of the fucking bunch i embrace it i like it i like when there's more colors she and a lot of other people kind of like to limit it two three color so that's like a it's like it makes it less Overwhelming. Yeah, but if if I walk into a room and it's like rainbow madness, that's pretty fucking cool to me. Like, when we talked about our aesthetics for rooms, you know, yours was more of a, um, I can't remember what it was called, but mine was like pop art deco or whatever. It's like mid-century modern art deco type of... Yeah, like... like, That's mine, I mean. Oh, mine is, if you've seen... Goldmember, the third Austin Powers movie, the pad that he lives in, and the way that his airplane looked in the first movie. Like, those kind of... I'm sure I got half of my fucking aesthetic from the Austin Powers movies, because I was watching those when I was, like, five, six, seven. Um, But, like, for Christmas this year, um, she's wanted to add more green, and I've been, like, the red guy. Which I think they both should be there, but I'm like, you can't go super heavy on green and not have enough red. So that's something where we're like finding this synthesis, and it's been really good. Um, one of the things I found yesterday was this little snow globe that had this frog in it with a Santa hat. Mm-hmm. And the reason I got it was because she has these really tough shifts at work sometimes, and I send her this gif, it's really just a photo, of a frog with a tiny little smile on his face that says, you can do it. And when I saw the frog in the snow globe, this was after I had already gotten this pillow I thought she would like. I was like, there's no way I'm not getting that because it's literally the exact same frog somehow. Somehow they did that. It's the same fucking frog in a snow globe. So I surprised her with it. I like did the living room up and like cleaned up and set the pillow in the chair and the um, frog on the end table. And she came in, she's like... Like she loved both. She loved it. She wasn't calling them decorations. She was calling them gifts. She's like, look at these gifts Michael got for me. I'm like, yes. Aww. I also like these things, though. Me and her have an understanding that where she would never have orange in her house, and I would never not have orange in my house, 
we both appreciate each other's vibe. For sure. For sure. And now, then mom's kind of like the in-between. Isn't that weird? Like, mom's aesthetic is kind of the in-between. Because she will have orange, but she's also blue and white and grays. Yeah, mom is this mix of, like... She's kind of old school, but she likes to kind of keep it modern. It's like hotel sort modern, of. but with, like, this... Be- musician's twist it's like she understands mm-hmm. what would make the the musical or creative side of the family just go like hell yeah like the rugs that she tends to get the carpets that she gets mm-hmm. rugs i guess um are really like i don't know she just she knows she knows what's going to go with a guitar mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that kind of a thing i think as the years went on she was she the thing I was saying about modern, she would start getting more in like beiges and golds and whites and stuff like that. But back in the day, it was like brown, thick ass green Christmas tree, um, big red and green glowing things fucking everywhere. Um, but over time, it's just got more kind of like classy, classy, minimalist sort of sort of vibe. Ah, she, well, you gotta understand she's. She has grown. She's grown. She's grown I, but up. It's also more. It's more of a modern vibe, though. Mm-hmm. Is, is what I'm saying. Like she tries to kind of keep it modern. Yeah, trendy, modern. Not, but not like farmhouse. She's not that kind of broad. Is what I broad pulled to say. Um. Yeah, but anyway, so that's what we're doing in our Christmas adventures right now. Yeah, I've already started listening to Christmas music on the radio. I've they, dabbled in it. They start playing it real early. And um, one of my favorite Christmas songs, even when I was a kid, just because of the way it sounded, the way the guy sings and the music and stuff, I was bumping this shit. Do you remember our green Christmas CD? I think it was green. And one of the songs on it was You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I think maybe a lady sang it on the CD. I can't remember, but... The popular one that's on the radio is, like, my fucking fave. And it is a diss track of all diss tracks. Like, the Grinch is getting roasted for three minutes fucking straight. This dude will drop the fucking music and just start talking to him. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, sure. I'll get into it right now. Okay. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. So tell me about this. Tell me about this. I think it is fucking hilarious. Because, like, I'll I'll just be driving in my car, right? And it's like you listen to the classic Christmas songs, you know what I mean? Maybe we should do, like, a ranking system. I don't know how I can rank it. But, you know, you got the cool, like, rocking around the Christmas tree. And um, one of my favorites is, uh, like, Andy Williams singing about... Leave a peppermint stick for old St. Nick hanging on the um, Christmas tree. Yeah. Like, it's the hanging holiday season. The Christmas tree. All that shit just, like, triggers this shit from when I was probably five, six. And just, it feels so Christmas. And I love it. Um, but this song has even a new meaning today than it did to me before. Because when I was young, it just sounded cool. And I liked the Grinch and this and that, right? Now I listen to it and I'm laughing my fucking titties off. Because of how bad the Grinch is getting flamed. He literally drops the fucking beat and says, Your soul is an appalling dump heap. Thrown together with the most despicable arrangement of deplorable rubbish imaginable. 
mangled up in tangled up knots and then they bring the music back it is just peak disc music and i just love it what's your opinion on that song because it really it makes me laugh every time like earlier we have two kind of corresponding radio stations that one basically starts playing the same songs like 40 seconds after the other one and i forget that sometimes so i got done listening to that Switched to the other station, and it was playing again, and I was just I like, I think the yes. first time I heard it, my little five-year-old brain was like, God damn. Like, like he's getting cooked. Like, why? the f- Like, even though he's so mean, like, who approved this hateful-ass fucking song yeah. for years and years to come? You've got like, garlic in your you're a, soul? You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel? Like... <laughs> you and the garlic. Grinch, you got garlic in your soul. And the Grinch Mr. never Grinch. fucking he never responded. No, well he got what, fucking well, ethered. Here's the thing: if you never watch the movie with Jim Carrey or any of them, you never know that the Grinch actually comes around, right? Or as we learned, or if you last read week, the book, yeah, he succumbs to the who's. But <laughs> but yeah. You never know, so then you just think maybe this movie is just about a bunch of fucking everyone hates the Grinch, and like then who made a fucking Christmas movie about yeah. hate? And so the song is just like golly, and who wrote it? Because who knew that? Like if you called somebody, if you said somebody was a bad banana or whatever, mm-hmm. with a greasy black peel, you had to have let a banana fucking rot on your counter to know. I know because. Of where I've worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and having to have bananas in the store and sometimes not being able to get rid of them fast enough. You plan to make some banana nut bread. You accidentally left the bananas out too long because you procrastinated on making the banana nut bread. And now it's a bad banana with a greasy black peel and you got to throw it and out. And you have to write a song and about And that is you, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 no, no. and a half foot pole. I will fuck with a seasick crocodile before I even come near you. You're You're, a bastard. You nauseate me. You nauseate me. With with a a nauseous super nos. Super nos. The evolution of Lil Nos. Super nos X. The sequel to Super Bass. Bro, can you imagine, like, getting flamed that hard? Like, that song comes on, you're like... In the 40s. What the fuck did I... Who the fuck is this? Like you could sue for slander. S- saying these things. I love, and we'll talk about this because we're actually going to review this movie next week. Um, Grit, uh, Jim Carrey's portrayal. I love when that song comes on and he's just like jamming to it. He's like, yeah, yeah I am a fucking piece And he of smiles shit. and there's maggots in his fucking teeth. Uh-huh. And he eats fucking glass and shit. Yeah, well... You know, we'll get yeah, into, we'll that, get next into week. that next week. That would be like a um, another... If we never came up with Family Size Podcast, this shit would be called We'll Get Into That. <laughs> or... For sure. Nauseous Super Nauseous. Nauseous Super Nauseous. But yeah, yeah, the way that, he says it, Nauseous. But that's one of my favorite Christmas songs, which reminds me... My favorite Christmas anyone song? anyone can find Andy Williams' mm-hmm. Christmas album on vinyl... Send it to me. We will put our P.O. box up 
when we get it, we're get. I'm getting one this week. Yeah, we're learning. Yeah, we're learning. We're go, you know trying to figure out what the best option is here. Um, we're gonna put it up on the socials. Um, might kind of shove it into this episode somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like in post before people actually listen to it. And you need to send me that. Or if we mm-hmm. figured it out, we might put it in another episode so that you have plenty of time. And you don't mm-hmm. need to send it to them. You but do. If you, if you have the... No, you actually need to send me something to make up for all the shit that Madison gets. I haven't gotten anything. Hey, guess what? Guess what? You're the fucking popular Caitlin one that everybody fucking loves. bought me the Donny Hathaway Go fuck record. yourself, Madison. Is there a Donny Hathaway Christmas Way record? Well, it's a collection. I just said Donny Hathaway Christmas Way record. <laughs> it's a Donny Hathaway collect, like because a collection. Because I'm livid that so I got used in the few- Used in there. Um, I'm so mad. It's it's a Donny Hathaway like greatest hits basically. And uh, speaking of, there would be a Christmas song on that. I'm pretty sure because it's Christmas. my favorite Christmas song. Yes. And this Christmas, not Chris Brown's bullshit. Donny fucking Hathaway. Yes. The the original. The OG. If you haven't heard that, go fuck yourself. Well, no, go listen to it. Oh, go listen to it. If you don't like it, then. Go fuck yourself. Toss yourself off of a balcony. You fucking bad banana with a greasy black peel. You nauseate me. Anyway. A, so, a dead so tomato. Since, look, so since we're talking about this song, um, you told me that you had found some. Tweets? Twiddly deets. Yeah, let me, pull, let me pull some of them up. And I found, because here's what I do in private, right? So I don't have a personal Twitter anymore. I just have Family Size Podcast on Twitter, which please go follow us at Family Size Pod. I don't comment. I don't like anything because it's just like our business thing. But I will search keywords, especially if I have an idea in my head, like if I'm watching football and I think of something funny to compare somebody to, or I want to see if someone has the same idea, I just type the keywords. So I was literally on Twitter today typing like Grinch cooked, Grinch flamed, things like that to see what people were fucking saying about the Grinch. So one of and there was, you know, tweets even going back like five years, right? So someone said, You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, is high key. The best diss track in history. They straight flamed him for three minutes. No filler. I love that. Like three full minutes, no filler. That's one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go back to anything. They just kept having new things they to kept fucking ruining say. him. There wasn't even talk, a forest. I want the Grinch to have a a diss track a response? Back. Yeah, a response His track. response was robbing an entire town. He should have. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck Someone is this said, for? They said they wouldn't touch that dude with a 39 and a half foot pole skull emoji. <laughs> that part when the music stops and the singer is telling him about himself is fire. Yeah. Real talk, the Grinch had no clapbacks. This ether was so potent, he fucked around and grew a heart. That's true. You got zero hoes, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Someone said, listening to Christmas music at work has me paying attention to the lyrics a little more. You ever realize how... Pay attention how... to your fucking job. <laughs> you fuck? ever realize how bad the Grinch gets flamed? Dude, th- why didn't anybody realize this before? Yeah. I, I was five years old, like, God Because it's just damn. like somebody playing in the background, like, yeah, Grinch is mean, right? You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce? I mean, no wonder why my man was so miserable. Miserable. Someone said four crying laughing emojis. Yeah. 
The Grinch got cooked so hard in elementary school. Now, this is about the movie with yeah. Jim Carrey. You're the, eight years old and you have a beard. The Grinch got cooked so hard in elementary school that he ran away, climbed a mountain, and started living butt-ass naked for the rest of his life. Except for the later <laughs> hosen. Merry Christmas, Martha May. The Grinch got flamed for one bad haircut, quit school, and went to live in the mountains with a dog. Someone else said, yo, the Grinch really got fucking flamed in the song about him. No wonder he was always so angry. You know, they, you know they talk about, this is something I didn't put in last week's episode, but they talk about how... He has two moms? One of the, um... Because he One does. of the conspiracy, well, what is it called? A fan theory. Fan theory, uh, Was Cannon. that, you know, he lives in this trash heap at the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, they kind of, they say that Max is actually like a a Christmas present that nobody wanted. So everything that people don't want goes to the top of this mountain. That's why the Grinch is up there. Even though he got up there himself, his dog came from somebody being like, I don't want to fuck, I don't want the fucking dog. Now we have to talk about who are the fucking who's and how great are they really? You wonder what I want to talk about? Yeah. I don't think. That that trash was there before the Grinch <laughs> climbed Mount Crumpet. Really? And then they said, "What do we do with that? Send it up to that asshole. Send I him up. Send there. all the trash to where he fucking lives because he's a bitch and we hate him. And but he's not. No, he's not. He's just no, especially in this movie that we're gonna review next week. He's not. Yeah, I love that. He's movie. a sweet boy. Now and they they're mean to him. So just in case I forget for next week. To say this to you, I'm pointing at her right now. She needs to know that I'm serious. Yeah. You almost ruined that fucking movie for me. You came this fucking close. This fucking close. Because last from last week? No, 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 no. Nothing like that. I'm joking about it and stuff not going to ruin it. We're going to make all sorts of funny, mature humor about it next week. It's still going to be a childhood nostalgia movie. I don't think that'll ever fail. But when we lived at our, again, I'm, we say it all at the time, old at the old house, hashtag at the old house, right? right? The old house, bolt house, head ass, face ass. <laughs> Madison. You're going to break my to, fucking chair. Here, here was the thing where it took, I don't know, even looking back, I don't know why it took me so long. I don't know why it took everyone so long to realize that Madison also had ADHD because she would hyperfixate like a motherfucker. All right, so one example before I get into what I'm about to say was she literally carried around <laughs> a, like a lunchbox with the entire script to a four-hour movie in it so she could memorize it and just say it, say di- random lines it was or read lunchbox? the whole fucking script out loud at will on a family trip Whenever she wanted, just randomly, all of a sudden, she's literally reading the entire script of Forrest Gump. And nobody knows why. Nobody asked for it, but nobody's stopping her. (laughs) You would just do that. Like, you would fall in love with something. And now it's like, you really had to print out 900 pages of Forrest Gump. Learn it word for word, bar for bar. It was 3,000 pages of Mama's 3,000 Madison. Or 300, something That's like, like that. an entire I think it was 300. That's and an entire forest worth of gump. Do you understand me? <laughs> Do you realize what you did 
did after the fact? After before you said Gump? Yes. You knew you were saying Forest of Gump? No, it was pun. Not I didn't mean a pun, but then now it is intended because it's great. A whole forest of forest. A whole like forest literally, of gump. no. Just imagine that. Like you're sitting in your car, you're going up on a ride to the mountains. Just how Dad would say, "We're gonna go see the fall foliage," you know, and this fucking 10, 11 year old, I think, just pulls out one of these 3,000 sheets and starts talking about how life is like a fucking box of chocolates. The entire script. She would just sit there and Hello, say my it. my name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. And no one's like... You want a chocolate? They didn't want to deal with telling her I to stop. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Yeah, I hated it. Mama always said life is like a box and of so chocolates. And so, that, yeah, so looking back, Madison get. definitely has ADHD, and it was definitely ratcheted up to 12 when she was a kid. It was just, I showed it in a different, more, let's for lack of a more polite way to describe neurodivergent people, and I am one, so I can say it, right? A more chaotic and destructive way more often. They didn't really look at her reading an entire 3,000-page script in the car randomly as a problem or didn't even really think about it. It wasn't random. The other thing was everything was your favorite. Oh, it still is. That's my favorite. And I would get so mad because, like, I say, it, I still say that. I was like seven, like Madison. Five things cannot be your favorite. And, well, that's. I'm sorry. I want to spread love and kindness to the fucking world. Like as soon as she this found out, this is my favorite. That is yeah, my as favorite. soon as she found out she likes something, that's my favorite. That's yeah. my that's my favorite band. I call. Them, I I told all my boyfriends they were my favorite. Yeah. Too. And so, but not like you're my favorite boyfriend. It's just like, oh, you're my favorite. So then, now here's where it gets into the Grinch. Here's why you almost ruined that movie for me. Because it's fucking May. Why? Why? It's a comfort why? movie. Why? No. It's a, it's comfort a Christmas film. movie. I'll watch Coraline all fucking year, too. No. Halloween movie. That, Coraline, that, I can see that. That's fine. It's not a Halloween movie. It just gets scary at some point. But how Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is about Christmas to be watched at Christmas. And I would walk by her room Comfort on the way to bed or she cuz she left her door open a lot. She would have the shit playing on a loop throughout I had the all DVD. 12 months of the year and it's like okay, so by the time December comes around and it's Christmas time, I'm still watching. What it. the fuck is this movie even going to be? A movie that I still watch on loop. But it can't it can't feel the same at that point. It's like, oh yeah, this is that movie that I didn't forget a single part of it because I, thing, I, I was watching it in fucking on June 3rd. Here's the thing. Apparently I did that. Don't fucking remember because of my uh, repressed, suppressed memory. I remember very of specific that fucking house. memories of hating you for I it. I don't remember that. Yeah. And guess what? Years later, The Grinch, still a great Christmas no, film to watch. Here's the thing. You've been bothered this whole time by that, and I don't even fucking remember doing it. Oh, you you want to dunk on me for that? I'm dunking. I'm no fuck you with a I nauseous was, super nauseous. I just boy. think it's it would be like listening to Christmas music every now and, and then. August. I'll let this Christmas play in my car in the middle of the summer. I have that CD. It's literally not Christmas. I have that CD. It's the last one on the album. And I'll let, I'll let the first little part play. And I'm like, 
Hang all the mistletoe. It's July and it's 93 July, degrees. Christmas in July, bitch. Are you a Baptist now? We're at day camp, summer fucking day camp at fucking day spring, Baptist church, Satan. At the Latter-day Saints, what the fuck? <laughs> you remember day spring? Yes. Yeah, day spring. Why would I forget? Shout out to day spring. They did Christmas in July. Madison did Christmas in fucking March. And it bothered me. Because I would, like, walk by a rumor, like, it, it might be, like, in the morning before we're getting ready for school, on the weekend, at night, and I'm just, like, because our rooms are right next to each other, and she would leave her bedroom door open. I'm walking to my room, and she's got Martha Mayhew fucking shooting the fucking Christmas ornament gun, <laughs> and Molly Shannon losing her fucking shit about it, <laughs> and I'm just, like, Merry Christmas, Martha May. Because I've always been very, especially with like holidays and stuff like that, which this might just be a personal issue, whatever. Um, I like to, I don't know if compartmentalize is the right thing, but like I do it with that. I probably do it with music and uh, different TV shows and movies sometimes. I have, I can't watch it if it's not, I guess, quote unquote, time. To watch no, it, and I know or that. then it, it takes it out of the realm of these are the things you do for this season because, oh, I just did it all this other fucking time. If I can recall correctly, it was definitely a time of needing some some kind of comfort that I wasn't getting in the house. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just saying, like, at this point in my life, and for a very long time... I am that same way where I don't want to ruin that feeling of something mm-hmm. seasonal. Yeah. So I wait until it's time so that I'm in it and I don't get bored of it and I don't come back around to it when the season does come around and go, ugh, I've seen that a million I've heard that a million times. It doesn't mean yeah. anything anymore. That's how I feel. I guess at that point I just needed something that was like, like, I, I knew it was a comfort movie. That time of year is Christmas and my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, where you, you know, you get to celebrate something in the middle of the year and then at the end of the year. I have to wait a whole goddamn year, especially when I'm single, a whole year to receive anything okay. from anyone. The funny thing is, that's one way to think about it. The other thing is, both of our celebrations are a year apart. No. Everyone's birthday is a year apart from their last birthday. Celebrations is what I said. You get Christmas at Chris. You get Christmas and yeah. you get halfway through the year presents. Mm-hmm. I get one time a year. I get presents. Christmas Day and the day after you Christmas. Get double presents though. I don't get double. You presents You get Tuesdays anymore. worth of presents. I get to know that the next day I'll have more presents to unwrap, but it's probably only one or two, and that's fine because I'm a grown person now. But. That's what people people go, oh, you have to wait a whole year for your birthday. And I can argue, yes, so do you. But you don't have to wait a whole year for fucking presents. I do. Mm. So what does that feel like to be able to be like, well, I know in six months I'll get some more presents. When I was a kid, it was cool because it was cool to have Christmas as a half birthday. Mm-hmm. I was born on June 25th. So that was always kind of a cool thing. Christmas gets around. Oh, it's my half birthday slash it's Christmas. Um, and it was, it's almost like, like when you eat a snack and it, and it holds you over until an actual meal sort of thing. Like, oh, they're only six months apart. Like when I was a kid, I think I remember that being pretty cool and just thought it was cool that of the coincidence of 
And the fact that we're uh, almost exactly three and a half years apart. That too. And of the fact that like, oh, this is literally like, like I said, 25th, six months later, half birthday. I just thought that coincidence was really cool. Um, So it gave me like some extra connection to Christmas just because that's my six month life anniversary. Um, But these days I don't really think about it that much. I just, I, and I have more gift-giving occasions because I'm It's usually I'm the day after or after I've received my presents on mm-hmm. my birthday mm-hmm. that the doom kind of sets in where it's just, it's like a gloom. It's like gloom for a moment. When things go boom in Dexter's right. lab. It's obviously. just for, it's just for a moment where I go and now we wait a whole nother year. Does that make it more special though or no? Or does it feel, does your birthday feel less special? My birthday still feels special because my mom and dad always, mom and dad always made sure that I had a birthday. Mm-hmm. Where like everybody else that I run into that's like, they see my ID or they ask when my birthday is, oh, that must fucking suck. Oh, it sucks, doesn't it? I have the same birthday or my birthday's two days after. Or, my day's, my birthday's the day before. It sucks. You get combined Christmas presents and I'm like, or combined presents and I'm like, do they, I can't remember. Do they wrap your birthday presents up in like Christmas in, no, wrapping? In, no, my mom said you deserve a birthday just like everyone else. Okay. I keep saying my mom. Mom. Um, and she wraps. She's always wrapped my stuff in happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Our aunt, however, has always done it in snowflakes. And I don't think about it because it's that time of year. You're surrounded by that shit. Mm-hmm. So like I see it. The only reason I even think about it. Is because mom always told me I always made sure that I did this for you. Hey, couples out there, if you're trying to have a baby, don't conceive during the month of March because you might fuck around and end up with someone that has a birthday on or near Christmas. And when it first happens, what a beautiful Christmas gift. I have a baby. But as that baby grows up and their birthday is ass to ass with Christmas, they will be bitter about it. I'm not bitter about it at all. I'm not saying Madison's bitter, but... Like you, but most I'll tell of the you people that you've talked to a, sound pretty I fucking I shared bitter. this on Facebook the other day where it's like, you think Dayton's nice until you with a girl that has a birthday two weeks after Christmas. And I'm like, try the day after. Or, mm. you know, one of our siblings who who's New Year's Eve. Dude, all of our birthdays. That was the funny thing is my half birthday's on Christmas. We have a sister whose birthday's on New Year's Eve. We have a sister whose birthday's on April Fool's Day. We have a cousin who was born on on a leap year. Your birthday's the day after Christmas. I thought I always thought that was really funny. Like all of our birthdays, like have some sort of connection to a holiday. Right. That was always really cool to me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm that same way. Like like we both said, it's like it's got to be at that time, or I feel like I'm not gonna get in the spirit. Like if I've been listening to it all this time, I had comfort movies though. But it was never a seasonal thing. It was like something random, like open season. Or for whatever or American reason, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I like that. Pee Wee's Big Adventure became a comfort movie for me, even though... Even though it's my fucking I hated movie. it because it was yours. I fucking hated it because it was yours. And you steal it from and me. And then eventually, I guess I... Because I was you were with, my Francis. I was... Ups, I was... No, don't ever I was Pee Wee. I was Large Marge. Okay. Anyway, so I guess, um, do you have anything else to say about this little segment? Pee Wee's Big Adventure made me think it was actually, uh, 
jailable crime to rip a mattress to rip a uh, tag off of a mattress. Yeah, well, off of anything. Because I didn't I still know. Still have tags on everything. Like I always think about that. Literally, I didn't know until I watched it a few years ago. Because I didn't watch it for like several years. It was just like I watched it during my childhood. Kind of forgot about it. Kind of just had it in the back of my head. One day we saw it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Let's fucking go. Let's watch Pee Wee." He was definitely was about to say, I got a knife and I stabbed somebody to death. But then he looked at Pee-wee and saw that Pee-wee was a fucking baby man and wouldn't be able to handle that information. So he said, you know those tags that say, do not remove under penalty of law on the mattress? I cut it off. And Pee-wee's like, you're a bad boy. But yeah, until I saw it again and realized that, I I always just thought for some reason... In the back of my head. Yeah, that's a serious crime. I'm that one was done by Tim Burton, which made it so fucking That's a Tim good. Burton movie? Yeah, but then I, the rest of the, like, Pee-wee's, like... Everything else Pee-wee that wasn't Tim I Burton was, is not as good. He sure wasn't... I think I remember figuring out that the first one was, like... I could absolutely be wrong. I might be wrong. I might be making this up. I thought I figured out, like, the first one was actually, like, John Hughes or something. And I was like, that's fucking lit. That's lit that Maybe. it's a John Hughes movie. But, but like, Tim Burton gets a credit for a lot of things that he didn't actually do. was separate from everything else. Yeah. Because, like, Pee-wee's show and everything, mm-hmm. whole different vibe than that movie. And they had a movie where he went to the Pee-wee's Big Top or something like that. Like, he, he attended a circus. Yeah. But no, Dottie. Oh, yeah. my gosh. She's my fucking dream girl. Well, you have a wife now. I do. She's my Dottie. She's my Dottie. Lottie Dottie. I he like the way Dottie party. talks. She had a raspy voice. Mm-hmm. She was, was lit. really cool. Come on, Pee Wee. Yeah. She Dottie's was cool a cool fucking name. I'm going to look it up real quick. I just have girls, like, especially growing up, like, the girls from movies where I'll watch them now and kind of still remember the feeling I have from when I was, like, a, a young kid or something like that. It's like, man, she's fucking fly. Right? Mm-hmm. So Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Tim Burton. Okay. Um, 1985. Second... Uh, Heather, I think Heather Graham in the second Austin Powers movie. Mm-hmm. Batty. Yeah. Batty. And then the girl from Donnie Darko. How about... Like, when they kiss for the first time, I'm like, just kiss my shit. Like, they got that. How about Velma from the live action Scooby-Doo? I was never really into those ones. I thought that, especially as a kid Are you who Scooby? liked Scooby-Doo cartoons... Yeah, I love the old I didn't ones. like when... And these days I kind of do. I still don't really get into it. I didn't like when people made like... Live actions? More snarky, mature-themed versions of my mm. childhood things. So I couldn't really get into live action Scooby-Doo because it's like... They, you it know seems Scooby-Doo too started smart-ass. in the 60s? And Scooby-Doo, that, those ones... My favorite. Oh, like when the 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 phantoms with the chains hanging yeah. off of them. Those were my favorite. Uh, Scooby Doo and the Werewolf, um, where the beginning of it is them talking with some voodoo lady inside of a, the back of a caravan or whatever like that. That yeah, the ha- Scooby Doo and the Haunted Mansion. Oh, but then also, like even though it was newer, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Dope shit. Or whatever. Which it is was. not it's not spooky season anymore, but Scooby Doo Zombie Island, banger. Uh, the song Sa- soundtrack. Banger. It's terror. Whatever it is. Because it's, it's terror, terror time again. again. They got you running through the night. 
Yes, it's terror time again. That is a banger fucking And you just might die of fright. It's a terrifying time. Yes. The ghost is here. I'll give us a break. It's fake. Dope shit. But anyway, that's Halloween. We did that. We we didn't have the material at the time, but now we do. <laughs> we did that shit. Right. Been there, done that. So, <clears throat> I guess the next thing we're going to get into is I found an AITA or an Am I the Asshole about Christmas. I think I'm going to give you two options. You mm. get to pick. Um, or we could go through both. It's really whatever you want to do. Just when I was running out of shit to talk about, you gave me the incentive to talk about other people's lives so i'm very happy with that we got content now all right let's get into it am i the asshole yes am i the asshole christmas edition so maybe we am i the grinch am i the krampus Am I... The nauseous super nauseous. Yes. Am I the bad banana? With a greasy black pail. Am I a dead tomato heart with moldy purple spots? Whatever, whatever. You got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. Anyway. She so loves to riff. I have, I have, <laughs> I have picked the one that I want to do. Okay, go for it. Give me, give me a title. Um, am I the asshole? Sister won't let Christmas incident go. I know you can't really figure out what... Am I the asshole because she won't let something go? That already sounds like you're looking for people to tell you you're not the asshole. She needs to get over it. I feel like you're already the asshole because you're fishing for a specific answer instead of asking genuinely what's going on. But go ahead and read and I'll let you know. On Christmas Eve... My immediate family goes to my cousin's house to meet up with all of the cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. Yes. My husband and I were late about 30 minutes. Wow, that's really fucking late. My sister called as we pulled up to the park to park. So I apologized and we headed in. I wasn't mad or irritated or anything about her calling. I figured she was calling out of concern, not to pick at us for being late to arrive. Last to arrive, my bad. No, well, I mean, you don't even have to say that you weren't mad. I wouldn't be mad either. I mean, everyone's probably standing around waiting to fucking scoop the food onto their place, but they got to wait for everybody to get there. Well, I don't even, I don't know. Because our sister Sasha is on Sasha time. She's always late. Sasha, if you're listening, sorry, you know you are always late. She is. Like, you know, there's there's like island time, right? Um... Sasha is like, we know your games, okay, Sasha? It's like, like, <laughs> what? Okay, like when you're looking at a map and there's a key, or you're trying to break down some hieroglyphics and there is a there is a key, or oh, this yeah. means this. I'm on my way. She will say I'm on my way. It'll be at least and we, another hour. And we half. always know I'm on my way translates to I'm getting dressed. Yeah. Every time, just tell us you're getting dressed. Like, we know, so there's really no reason to tell us because we know the truth, but when you say, <laughs> if you're actually listening, um, and anyone else who does this, when you say, I'm on my way, there's been enough times where we know how far you are away, and you got there two or three times, it took you two or three times as long, 
we know I'm on my way, man. I just, I'm on my way with, like, my feet are on the way to the floor. Right. Out of my bed. Right. I'm putting on my makeup. I'm getting dressed. Whatever it is, that's what on my way means. That's what Sasha time means. Okay, so back to it. Uh, I figured she was calling out a concern not to pick at us for being last to arrive. I was wrong. As she soon, was trying to pick at you? As soon as we walk in the house, my husband heads to the kitchen to put the cake in, I made in the fridge. And then she had to tell us what it was. An Oreo cake with a cold middle layer, so the cake needed to stay chilled. Oh, okay. Why do I give a fuck? You right. put cake in a fridge. My sister lays into me about being late, and I told her that we should just get the show on the road. I said, say the prayer, get your food. I still had food I needed to put on the table for eating, so I walked away. Maybe five minutes later, before I could even greet the family, my sister is in the kitchen to get food for her baby. And she starts in again, though I was trying to avoid conversation. Everyone has been asking about where you were. Why were you late? Who asked you to pick up non-alcoholic sparkling wine? Why didn't you get gas earlier today? She aggressively whisper, she's aggressively whispering this to me. And I don't do this passive aggressive shit, so I respond in a normal voice for each question. My cousin, whose home we're in, approaches me to lower my voice. So I just walk away to put my coat, shoes, purse in the coat room. As I go to a do coat so, room? Yeah. As I go to do so, Is this my a si- fucking mansion? You have a coat room. Room. A room, not a coat hanger, not a coat closet, a room for coats It's pro- and purses. A coat room is a closet, baby. A coat room is a closet. That's what that is. I don't like this. As I go to do so, my sister says in her whisper voice, that's right, walk away. <laughs> I would turn around so quick and knock the fuck out of somebody. No, you wouldn't. After prayer. You would and- say, don't tell me to walk away. No, I would, I would dead ass come back into your face. After after prayer, pause. Ab- come on, you would come in somebody's face. That's not what I said, <laughs> at all. After prayer and everyone got their food, my parents already knew about the argument from my sister, and I'm not the asshole in all their minds. And it's been over a week. My sister is ignoring me, and my parents won't discuss it. Two days ago, I messaged my sister and said that I'd like to work on how we speak to each other. Neither one of us wants to get up any day of the week with the intention of hurting or badgering each other. I said that we should talk about being better to each other, no matter how angry or frustrated. She responded with the whole tirade about how I embarrassed myself and her at Christmas and how she can't show her face to my cousins, who are also her clients. She's a cosmetologist. I can't see how she'd think that because I was only I was the only one treated like a black sheep the rest of the night. She's close to these cousins. I don't even live in the same state, whereas she lives in the same city and sees them at least once a week. I'm pretty sure she's fine in her re- relationship with them. Am I the asshole for the argument at Christmas? Am I the asshole for trying to gloss over Christmas? And change our communication for the better here on out. Um, edit since folks are asking. It's not a sit-down dinner. It's a smorg- smorgasbord. 
board. I don't know how to say that. Everyone brings something and we circle a table with all the food we want um, and sit wherever we can. That's a sit-down dinner. It No, like... That's Thanksgiving. We have two different tables that we sit at for Thanksgiving. This is like a go to the living room and eat and stuff like that. <clears throat> I might be the din, but it's some people's Thanksgiving is you all sit around a table and all the food is on the table. Oh, I I don't usually do that. Like even in my wife's side of the family, yeah, all the all the food gets put up like there's, like the bar, the counter and and in the kitchen. All the food's out. You go through a line. You put it all there, and you find somewhere to sit. Yeah. It might be a southern thing. Yeah. It might be the dining room table or on the floor around the coffee table. The floor. Edit. No longer a throwaway. Moving to this account from another. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that's about. That person overshares. They gave fucking... you. They were like a... Back to the math equations. They were like... Oh, she got 16 watermelons on a Tuesday... How many wild melons can her fat little kid eat? It's like, wait, did, did Tuesday even matter? Um, so my opinion on this, are you going to give yours or are you just asking for mine? I'm going to give mine real quick. Oh, you want to give yours first? Okay, go ahead. So my first thing is, is if your family, especially your immediate family, is making you feel like shit on a holiday for being 30 minutes late, mm-hmm. there is something fucking wrong with that. My issue there is that they need to chill the fuck out. It's a holiday. Everyone's off. We're just having a good time. We're here to eat something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Christmas, whatever. You're mad that I'm 30 minutes late. You think I'm going to embarrass you in front of our family. Not your clients. We're not going there. Our family. That's it. This is our family. Mm-hmm. We never make Sasha feel embarrassed for being late. Right? She just comes in and it's like, all right, let's get to it. You yeah, know? everyone like, knows it's going to happen. Right, anyway, but, it's, it, but, but it's one of those things where it's like, why are we treating this like it's a business meeting or a business dinner? I don't know. Um, so I don't, I really don't think she's the asshole. I, I think maybe it's semi inappropriate to uh, somewhat cause a scene in someone else's home. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, yeah, uh, for me, I would say ESH. I think everybody sucks here. Um, on top of the oversharing, like I don't need like that cake never came back around into the conversation. Right. I don't need to know about that. Um, or anything. I didn't know that she was a cosmetologist. Nothing. What like none of that was necessary. My thing is that. Who knows if sister wasn't just fucking around at first, right? Oh, hey, you know what? You know, why why were you late? Like, sometimes we, like, we make little jokes or something like that. Who knows? Because what I'm hearing is one the person who's telling the story, OP. Okay, let's call them OP. They are taking shit seriously as fuck but they're kind of projecting which i mean the the other sister started was taking things seriously too but it's like they kind of don't want to own up to the way that they were taking the situation very seriously and i think they were being pretty passive aggressive and that's what i don't like was like yeah the sister might be a little too fucking bored or something where she's trying to hassle you about being late right 
But for you to go out of your way to be like, say your grace, eat your food, right? Like your first response, say the grace, eat the food. And then um, she's trying to like whisper to you and have a private conversation so she doesn't make a scene and she's not trying to embarrass you. She was just like, no, hey, I know, no, I'm not, I'm not, I see it as she's trying to fucking, she's being weird about she's being it. being a bitch. For sure. She's So you want to whisper and you want to be bi- a bitch but, to me and you want me to quietly say, I'm so sorry, sister. No, not apologize. But I think that, again, I think they're both, like she said, she owned up to the fact that they are bad at, or they need to work on their communication skills with each other. Because I think it got out of hand because they both tried to take it in a different sort of extreme direction. That's why I said everyone sucks here because, yeah, sister's being a fucking weirdo about this, right? But I think it might have been resolved quicker if maybe you had tried to bring light to it, tell a joke, and, and move on in a more harmonious or like, I don't know if rhythmic is the right word, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. More organic way as opposed to immediately just being like say your prayer and eat your food like trying to be so aggressive about drop it leave me alone and it's like why are you being so touchy like you're both being kind of fucking weird but like she's like op is definitely contributing to the energy it's like they have a lot of past Mm -hmm. i think there's like background to this that she's not giving even though she overshared about her fucking oreo sponge cake that i don't give a fuck about she's not sharing like the important background pieces that would make me go, oh yeah, that's why her sister's that way, or that's why she's being that way. But like, even with the whispering, it's like, yeah, you're being kind of weird, but she is trying to whisper. Which means like, her intent isn't necessarily to embarrass you. If she's trying to be like, hey, you know, like, again, why were you late? Because when I asked about earlier, you just said, say your prayer, eat your food. But it's like, you know, you knew we were doing this. You still showed up late when you could have got gas last night and you could have done this. And it's like, yeah, lay off me. But at the same time, I, I wasn't with the fucking whispering drama. So I made it more dramatic and started talking at regular tone so everyone in the fucking house could hear. And things could get awkward. And then when the cousin, who is the host, the ho- the person that lives in the fucking house, comes up to me and asks me to lower my voice, I ignore her and walk the fuck off to put my stuff up. Very passive-aggressive approach to the whole situation. Um, and doesn't seem to, other than like saying we, we need to work on our communication and we need to do this, not a lot of individual responsibility taken in the way that that situation went. And I think she could work on that as well as the communication skills because you don't have to jump straight to say your prayer, eat your food, or when someone's trying to have a little side note conversation with you, even if it gets on your nerves, speak so the whole house can hear what's going on. You know, especially if you're then going to complain about how things got awkward or people were acting upset and don't want to talk to you now because you kind of did that to yourself. Like, if 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 I walked in 30 minutes late and dad or someone said something, which it might be different because y'all would be fucking around, right? And I would just be like, have some sort of joke to say. I don't fucking People in this town don't know how to fucking drive. Something real quick... And then move on. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? You know. Well, that but should I think, be what it is. But I think yeah. all of them. I think both sisters. Mm-hmm. For sure, both of them were too fucking up. Like I think the first sister 
the sister, the OP, mm-hmm. she said she thought her sister was calling her because she was concerned. Mm-hmm. Meaning the first sister wasn't really like, she didn't really have a stick up her ass or anything. She didn't she think it was like, a big deal. Let's do this. And the other sister was like, stressed the fuck out for some reason. Mm-hmm. And caused this energy shift when she walks in and she's trying to put things down and whatnot and her sister's just immediately up her ass. I would I might have whispered but I would have been I would have said the same fucking thing. I'd have been like, get the fuck out of my fucking face. Like Yeah, for sure. I I what, could see what's that. Going, like what are you so upset about? It's thirty minutes. Yeah. And in the grand scheme we think it's not a big deal. If we're gonna have a family gathering, let's like be chill with each other. I just think they both could have been a lot more chill. And she's trying to display it as I wasn't being I wasn't with the drama, but she was actively making the situation more dramatic. Right. Um so that's my I I say ESH. Well, I've got one more for you. Oh, you got another one for me. Yeah. All right. This one that one was tagged asshole, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't usually see a something get tagged ESH, but yeah, I could see people saying, "Yeah, you're the asshole." But I don't know how they wouldn't also say your sister is also kind of a fucking asshole. But anyway. Um, am I the asshole for disinviting my parents for Christmas? My initial reaction is probably not. But let's see. My parents, both 75, mm-hmm. and my sister, who's 52, and her family. Jesus. Her family, her husband is 51, her kids are 19 and 18, both boys. Maintain a relationship with my ex-wife, who's 54, mm-hmm. um, whom I divorced 10 plus years ago. I live in the Midwest. My parents live in Florida. My sister lives in the South. And my ex-wife and kids, um, all of his kids, one girl is 22, second girl is 19, and then the son is 15, live in New York. I where, love how Florida doesn't get included in the South. <laughs> Uh, where we're all from and still have extended family. Okay. I've told them I don't want them to be in contact with her any longer. I invited my parents and sister family to slash family to my house for Christmas, but they can't all fit with us. So my parents, sister, and Bill, I don't know what that is, would all stay in a hotel. Only the kids... Just some guy named Bill? No, it says B-I-L, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, okay, okay yeah. <clears throat> Only the kids would stay with us. My sister declined. Instead, she visited my ex-wife and kids in New York for Chris- for Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, she said they had plans to go there already. That's funny. She stayed at my ex-wife's house. My parents stayed with my aunt, but they all got together for Thanksgiving. I've told them I don't want them to have a relationship with her, as my new wife and her family and me find it insulting. When I found out my parents spent Thanksgiving with them, I disinvited them for Christmas. Am I the asshole for disinviting my parents? Yes. I've changed my... That's really petty. Well, if your son, not your son-in-law, yeah, but your son said, can you please not have a relationship with my ex-wife? What if we're really fucking cool and now I got to call her up or something and be like, Well, you hey, decided to have Thanksgiving with yeah. her instead of your son? I don't know. I'm just I saying, understand like, like wanting to be with the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, 
the the. That's the other thing. Like, was... I can't have a relationship with with her. Like, but the OP has kids with the ex wife. Is what is what we're hearing here? Is that true? Yeah, three of them. And the kids live with the ex wife. Mm-hmm. In New York. Yeah, I'm they gonna, had to I'm gonna have a relationship no with her. They had to travel way far no matter yes, what. Yes, yes. I want to see my grandchildren. Like, and but you don't want me to have a relationship with the person who has custody over my grandchildren. Why don't you have fucking custody? Because my new You're wife, not even getting holidays? Because my, we're having to go spend the holiday with your fucking ex-wife to see our grandkids. So you don't even get holidays. How did you fuck up that you don't even get holidays but with your kids? You're, but you're more concerned about your new wife and her family's Yeah, thoughts. I think OP is the asshole. Did it get stamped? It got stamped. Asshole. asshole. Yeah, you aren't, because that's petty as fuck, like... I understand how you would feel like, hey, I don't love, I don't love that person anymore. We're not together, but that doesn't change. Un- unfortunately for you, I guess, getting your feelings about it, like that doesn't change the relationships that they built with other people. They might still feel like family because here's the thing: that's still the mother of these people's grandkids, so they still have that feeling of daughter in some way for her. It doesn't say anything about how they feel about your new wife. Or you, that is their relationship between them. And you are taking it personally. And you are being insulted by it. And why don't you even get holidays with your kids? Maybe you're a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) You don't have any custody at all. And I gotta go all the way to New York to see my fucking grandkids. Yeah, I'm gonna have a relationship with their fucking mom. You think I'm gonna hate her? And just go over to her house and be like, I want to see my grandkids. Fuck you, by the way. Oh, everybody's what? saying the same thing. You're the asshole because regardless of whether or not you want to have a relationship with your ex, you should be able to get along with her for the sake of the children. Kids come first. You're the asshole. If they were bringing her around you, it would be one thing. But them maintaining a relationship with her is none of your business at all. Mm-hmm. I think the only the only thing we have to say there is that they chose to go... Have Thanksgiving with her instead of him. And he is blood. But anyway. But so are the kids. I know. That's the but problem. But them maintaining a relationship with her is none of your business at all. You can't gatekeep your ex-wife from them. That was once a, par- a part of their family. And just because you divorced her doesn't mean they can't love her still. For sure. You're the asshole. Have you ever thought it is not about you or your ex-wife, but it's about the kids? Maybe they weren't really spending it with her, but they did it to spend time with the kids, their grandkids, and nieces and nephews. You sound, or you should be glad your ex-wife isn't barring the kids from having a relationship with their side of the family and encourages it. You essentially told them they can't see your kids unless it is your time with them. Also, you invited for, you, also you invited for Christmas and state your sister instead went to Thanksgiving with your ex. Those are two different holidays. Mm-hmm. And she might have done it for the kids. Her nieces and nephews, they chose a different holiday. It wasn't you instead. Seriously need to grow up and put the kids first. Also, if your new wife didn't want there to be any relationship with your ex, well, she should have married someone without kids. She sucks too. That's Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... Not only are you saying you got to choose between me and my ex-wife, you're saying you got to choose between me and my kids. Whereas they're trying to be more convenient and please everyone and themselves by being like, hey, how about we go see the kids on Thanksgiving and we'll come to you for Christmas? 
and you don't want any compromise. You want zero contact because that's your ex. And it's like, you're just insecure right. at that point because you think that somehow that reflects that they think maybe you were in the wrong in the breakup or something if they still support this woman that you don't love anymore and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like people were saying, you're in your 50s? Yeah. 50, Literally grow 50 the fuck up. Yeah. Literally grow up. Get the fuck over it. Honestly. And some of those kids, a couple of those kids, didn't they say were like in their 20s or like 19? So they could come spend more time with you. They're legally allowed to, and it doesn't seem like they are. So once again, what's your fucking problem? Andrew on Reddit. At 52 years old. Putting AITAs out there. Yeah, you're definitely the fucking asshole. For sure. I mean, we, our dad, he is, which is only semi-related, he still keeps, like, cordial relationships with a couple of his exes. And it's not that big a deal. Well. Like, he, but he'll go up, they'll go up to Georgia to meet their, to spend time with their grandkid, and, you know, his, slash their daughter, because mom, you know, mom is accepted, not accepted, but, like, and like when she talks about Sasha, she she'll say my daughter Sasha, right? My daughter Madison, my daughter Sasha, my daughter Kristen, and they might also see Kristen's mom, right. or Kristen's mom will be around. And there's it's not even as far as I've ever been able to tell. It's not awkward. Everyone's nice to each other. No, Everyone has a good there, time. It also takes two to tango. Like mm-hmm. if Kristen's mom would have been unsavory. Yeah. Then it would have it might have been a different story. There mm-hmm. might still have been grace involved in it and might still be, but but Kristen's mom is is um pretty chill in that way. Yeah. And mom isn't like you can't hang out. You know, you, you're not allowed to be nice to your ex-wife, right? And no one it's not like that. I know it's not a direct translation, but that's really my only kind of re- my only kind of analogy there. But yeah, in that direct incident OP is definitely just a petty little bitch Mm -hmm. who is scared that their ex-wife is going to, like, talk shit about them or that they're talking shit about me together. They're going to tell my parents have a tiny wiener. They support her over me because they still maintain a relationship with her and visit my children. I don't... Get the fuck over yourself. You're 52. Get off Reddit. Fuck yourself. All right. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, folks. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. With a double-sided dildo. Are you the Grinch hole? Double-sided Grinch dildo. Well, next we're going to get into a little gameplay. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm the host again, and we are going to be doing Christmas traditions. Weird Christmas traditions. And you have to pick which one I didn't make up. Mm. Are you ready? I think so. All right, let's do it. This one's called Weirdo Tradirdos. <laughs> I cannot say I made that up. Michael did, but it made me giggle. Because so. it's something that you would say. Yeah. So I made Weirdo it up. Weirdo Tradirdo. Um, today we are doing a gameplay kind of like last week, except it's not fanfics and movies. It's uh, weird Christmas traditions from around the world. And I'm going to give you two options for each of these locations. And you have to decide which one is the one I made up and which one is the real answer. Okay. Now, in the future, 
I think it would be cool when you, when you brought up fan fiction to say like, give me a show or a movie and be like, which two of these characters are shipped Shipped. together and what is their ship name? And I have to try to think of that and put it together. And it'll be something like obscure. Yeah. Not like everyone, you know, knows this, like from this show or whatever, like Mr. Meaty or something. I don't know. Whatever. So. Okay, now go. Oh, Sorry. Right. Now go. Go, yeah. Action. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. What, you're just going to keep going after you fucked up my title <laughs> like that? <laughs> okay, well, I'm standing here with this doctor. Yeah. Anyway. I'm All right, so the first one is in Catalonia, Spain. Okay. In Catalonia, Spain, they take a log from outside and seemingly befriend it. For a while, like a pet rock of sorts. Okay. They give it a face and a little hat and stuff it with Christmas treats. They stuff a log. For two weeks before turning on it and beating the shit out of it with a stick. Okay. While singing a song that translates to, if you don't crap, well, I'm going to beat you with a stick. Until all the treats fall out and they feast on the excrement. That's what it tra- that's what the song translates to? Yes. Alright, what's the second one? In Catalonia, Spain, again, residents hide their brooms on Christmas Eve. Catalonia's in Spain? Yeah. From what I understand. Okay. Um, residents hide their brooms on Christmas Eve as they believe a Christmas witch or other creatures of dark magic magic will enter your home, seeing the brooms as a welcome. As legend has it, the creatures break or steal your valuables and eat all the food in your pantry before going out into the night to claim their next Christmas victim. Okay. Here's my opinion on this. Oh, I didn't ask for your opinion. The first one sounded like, all right, we're we're getting in like a Yule Log situation, right? Uh-huh. And then you start talking about they start beating it. And I'm like, okay, I could sort maybe this is obscure enough to be like just a thing they do for fun. But I was like, this sounds an awful lot like a pinata situation. And maybe Madison is just running with that, which is a tad bit problematic, but it's okay. Um, and then when you're like the song translates to if you don't crap, well, I'm gonna beat you with a stick. And I was like, again, that could be obscure enough to be true. But then the second one. Which is, this is where I get problematic. Spanish, Stop moving your feet. Spanish and Latino cultures don't be fucking with witches. They really don't be or with. Or demons. Right. Or any of that sort of shit. Right. So I could absolutely see something like that being a fucking, like, beware of the bruja, right? Right. Um, Sort of, sort of tradition. And just like a cute, you know, how you put milk and cookies out, you put your broom up, you hide it, you know, um, so someone doesn't try to sweep Santa out of the chimney. <laughs> so she doesn't eat the milk and cookies before Santa gets to it. The second one sounds like it's a, it's a real thing. All right. Well, the first one's the real one. No, it's not. I made up the second no, one. No, it's not. Yeah. I deny that. It's dead ass. I refuse. Isn't that crazy? Yo, if you're Catalonian. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. No. Man. Let me know if this is real. It is. I need need to hear it from verified 
Catalonian sources. Okay. Real Catalonian hours. All right. Do y'all beat? Do y'all make a fucking log pinata and sing about doo doo? I believe they also have these little figurines that squat. Oh, I actually have a picture of it. Squatting figurines? Yeah, with their pants down, and usually there's like a turd underneath it. And they're called like the Yule Lads. Here you go. The broom one was from Norway. Oh, so it's real? Yeah, I just fucked with you. But it wasn't actually... I made up most of it. It's just the Hydra broom okay. part that I remember. So it's a kid in a baseball uniform taking a shit. Yeah. But it's like a little knick-knack and that you would put a, on your fireplace And they have like 13 mantle. of them, and they all have different names. Like These like the garbage pail kids, doorway but for shitting? Sniffer and... Doorway <laughs> Sniffer! That sounds like the name of a fucking monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you ready for the next one? Again, we have five of these, so... I'm still... Upset. It is kind of fucking wild. That's definitely the European side. That's definitely, like, mainland Spain, Europe shit. As opposed to, like... Water. Hispanic and Latino culture sort of shit. Yeah. In Ukraine, instead of stockings, they use socks. But it isn't as simple as you as just hanging up a sock as you might think. Um, instead, Ukrainians walk outside in wet socks and stick their feet in the freezing snow. Then, as they feel the socks begin to stiffen, they release their feet from them and pull the socks out of the snow, leaving them on the stoop to be filled with Christmas goodies. And number two is Ukrainians adorn their Christmas trees with an artificial spider web to pay tribute to an old wives' tale in which a woman hadn't the money to decorate her tree. But when she woke up Christmas morning, a spider had woven a beautiful web around it. Is this another thing where one of them is an actual tradition from another country? I'm not telling you anything. That's what it is. I don't know if you made any of them up from your own brainium. Um, I don't trust you after the Norway incident. <laughs> like we were in Norway and something mm, fucking happened. Yeah. We're international spies. The Norwegian job. Mm. So, if they do that first thing, they fucking deserve it. Oh my god! So, I hope it's not that. I'm gonna go with the second one because that sounds like a nice little story. Yes. I'm Thank in, you. And the first one came out of my brain. I did not find that anywhere else. I'm glad. I'm glad that nobody fuck. I hope nobody fucking does that in real life. And it also popped up in your brain because that would be really weird. I was really trying to think of something. I was like, what happens in <laughs> Can the you world? imagine that your actual legitimate tradition is to fucking is just, get frostbite every year? Is just one of Madison Bolt's random fucking thoughts. <laughs> Hello, my they name just, is Forrest. They Forrest just Gump. coincide right. somehow. Jesus. Alright. In Japanese culture, it is tradition that a family sit together the evening before Christmas and make 365 dumplings for good luck in the new year. And what tradition? 
China? In Japanese. Japanese. Sorry, I didn't hear the first. I just heard knees. I kind of zoned out. All right. They they leave some of the dumplings out for Santa. Mm. They eat what they can for Christmas. Okay. And the rest are brought to nursing homes and shelters for those who aren't fortunate enough to celebrate Christmas with loved ones. I never thought about that. I know, like, that is funny to think about, like, what do different, like, if, like let's say it's like a... You want to know what a Japanese Santa looks like? No, 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 I don't care what it looks like. I'm talking about, like, I never thought about what do the different Japanese... Not, the different... <laughs> different Santas. I almost said the different Japanese Santas. What are the different Santas in different cultures? Like, if it's the same template as he comes to your house and he eats and drinks blank and blank, I never thought about that. So to think, like, in Japan, it's dumplings, whereas over here, it's cookies. Right. So... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the second one is, in Japan, along with tiny hotels and apartments, comes tiny kitchens, which means tiny ovens. What do you mean by this? You've never seen any of that kind of stuff? Tiny hotels and apartments, like like an actual living space or like a dollhouse? Like a living space. Okay, so you're, just, you're saying everything is tiny in Japan? Not everything, but they do that. Okay, okay, okay. It goes without saying that this makes it rather difficult to cook a turkey. This, along with the footprint American, America left on Japanese culture after World War II, has caused quite the tradition. Japanese men and women make plans to eat in, pick up, and get delivered fried chicken from KFC. The demand is so high that KFC requires reservations to eat there on Christmas Day. Okay, so here's the thing. I was totally gonna go with A because when you were when you were first describing B like getting into like you're the, about to piss me off the first part, I was like uh, I don't I don't think so. But once you started getting into them doing the KFC, I actually know that tradition. They associate it with America, even though it's not an American tradition. Yeah. But in Japan, there is this tradition where they will eat KFC on Christmas. Because they think it's a thing that Americans do. Yeah, and it's just like we play, kids play Chinese checkers, but it's not actually right. a Chinese thing or whatever, whatever. Yeah, they, they, they do that. That's a real thing. Yep. <clears throat> All right, that was number three. I think so, yeah. Number four. We'll be done soon. Why was I going to piss you off? Because I made up, I legitimately made up and knew the sentence. Like, I made this part up. This, along with the footprint America left on Japanese culture after World War Two. Uh-huh. I fucking brought that out of my own knowledge. Yeah. And I was afraid you were about to be like, Madison doesn't fucking know about World War Two. No, the reason I was, I was not snickering, but like, whatever, when you said that, was like, we did a whole lot more than leave a footprint on there. No, I know, but yeah, like we, yeah, they, they yeah. like took that and then put steroids in it and became like J- Japanese mm-hmm. culture. What we know to be Japanese culture now, as far as like, um, the, all that anime and shit. That yeah, you made. all the all 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 of everything that they do. Could you imagine if we never dropped the atom bomb? Maybe maybe anime, they didn't wear underwear before we were over there. Maybe anime wouldn't exist. Anyway, in Wales, anime is revenge. In Wales, carolers go door to door with a decorated horse skull and challenge homeowners to rap battles. Wales? Mm-hmm. Okay. Stop. I can't touch things. In Wales... She has a decoration that I'm touching too much. Did you hear the first one? Yeah. In Wales, 
Santa isn't offered milk and cookies. Instead, whiskey and a scotch egg, Mm -hmm. um, which traditionally is a hard-boiled egg wrapped in ground meat and seasonings, is offered to Santa. It's the second one. It's the first one. It's the second one. I made up the second one. No, there is some culture that gives Santa alcohol, though. I can't remember, but I think it... That sounds real, though. Yeah, right? But you made it up? Mm -hmm. There is some... Let me know. If you give Santa alcohol... Hit me up and let me know if that's what you do. Because I swear it's a thing. I've got one more for you, Mike. Alright, go ahead. Mole is a Mexican sauce comprised of chilies, garlic, Mexican spices, and Mexican chocolate. Along mm-hmm. with some other things. What makes mole special is that it, the remainder of one batch goes into the next batch made. And also the uh, Link from Red and Link has a weird obsession with mole anytime like spicy chocolate or putting chocolate in a dish comes up at all he's got to go oh kind of like a mole sort of vibe really you always he always finds a way to insert mole mole is not a singular recipe and Mm. is traditionally made with what someone has on hand yes as long as chili and chocolate are involved the value of your mole is determined on how long the cycle has continued. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> I farted. God damn it! Get your feet off my fucking chair before I beat your ass. I didn't want to fart into the chair. Right, I had to put my legs up. Here's a problem. Uh, yesterday, I bought a $15 fucking blanket at Target so Michael could shit all over it tonight. <laughs> I moved it. Oh, so you're shitting on my $50 Dire- chair. Directly into the chair, yes. Now listen but That's why me. I put my legs up so it would, like, go out into the atmosphere. Ether? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> all right. The value of your mole is determined on how long the cycle has continued, right? Mm-hmm. On Christmas night, however, a special, uh, a very special ingredient is added to the mole in wi- in many people's homes. It is said to be good luck to have each family member spit into the mole pot at the end of the evening, uh, evening on Christmas night. Traditionally, the host stands next to the front door, holding the pot, and saying a prayer as their family lines up to exit the home. And where is this, Mexico? Yeah, as each family member walks through the threshold, they spit into the mole pot, and both parties bow their head in an acknowledgement. And then number two, the day before Christmas in Mexico, they have a vegetable carving contest called the Night of Radishes, where they create anything from a a nativity scene to fantastical monsters. That's the whole thing? Mm Mm-hmm. B is the real thing. Also because if you made B up, it would be way more long and detailed. And A is just like, ain't nobody... Y'all don't get around on fucking Christmas Eve and everyone just lines up and spits in my fucking food. (laughs) I will beat your fucking ass. No, I don't care if it's culturally insensitive. If it turns out to be real and I end up spending a Christmas in Mexico for no reason and someone thinks they can walk up and spit... In my food? No. I'll pour it on you. You're right, but I, I would... It was only long and detailed because I was trying to explain what mole was because it needed to be 
explained for the spit and good luck to make any sense towards it. Oh, God. That just is so fucking... Why would you even... Madison? That came out of your brain. Yeah. Your mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. Correct. There's something wrong here. That... I never denied that. Can't be. But it is. Well, I'm glad it came out of your head and it's not a real thing in real life. I'm glad about that. For sure. For sure. B sounds really fun. Let's carve vegetables. And not spit in each other's fucking food. Well, that's all I have for you this evening, sir. Um, Next week, we are reviewing the Grinch and we hope that you listen and um it's the one with Jim Carrey yes that's my Grinch baby that's Tim Burton as well no no is it no I hope not is it not I don't know let me look it up because again he gets like he gets credit for Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas no I know he he wasn't the actual he didn't do Nightmare Before Christmas either um so he his name just gets added to a bunch of shit that he he's like DJ Khaled, basically. Of of claymation movies. <laughs> but yeah, no the, Ron Howard. Yeah, it is. I remember that because that's one of the things that like that's one of those again. Remember we were talking about memories and stuff like that. That's one of the first things when they're doing the snowflakes and stuff. It says directed by Ron Howard. You know who Ron Howard is? Opie, right? Yep. Yeah. And you're, everyone's like, oh, Opie did this? I remember that now, that, that that red-headed fuck, so. Okay, well, he's not red-headed anymore. He has gray hair He's now. bald-headed now. He looks like uh, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. He does. He has an oddly shaped head. So, anyway, yes, next week we will be reviewing uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. Classic fucking film. If you haven't watched it yet, you're a freak of nature. Um, feel free to go watch it before you listen to our review of it. So you can have your own opinion on it and you can agree or disagree with us. Uh, let us know what you think about this movie on our socials at Family Size Pod, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Tumblr. On Facebook, we are the Family Size Podcast. Look us up, follow, subscribe, comment, let us know what else you want to hear. Um, after we review The Grinch, the week after that will be our christmas christmas episode and the week after that will be our new year's eve episode so we hope you guys stick along for the ride and we will see you next week see you next week dude oh no no we're not done here we're We're not not done done. we're not done we're not done here we go Oh man, I picked the perfect spot, didn't I? And you picked the perfect spot right here next to me, listening along. Pick the perfect time to fucking leave. Alright guys. Oh. You hear the jingle bells? Oh well, Michael's gone. So, see you next week. Bye, love you. <laughs>